Hello, welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and thank you so much for joining me on what feels like quite the week for all things Real Housewives. My guests this week are two drag superstars, Victoria's Secret and Davina Divine. We'll get to them as soon as we can, but first, so we finally got our chance to catch the premiere episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Now, I'm not going to recap every single episode every week because part of the fun of this podcast is it's not a recap show and I can have people on who maybe have only watched one city or have watched everything that's just aired. So that's not going to change the uh, format of the show per se. But I do want to touch down on this first episode for a couple of reasons. One, because I really enjoyed it and I'll give you my thoughts in a second. And also, I just feel like there's a lot of people who've been waiting for a new Housewife City who maybe got into the shows over the summer and it's the first time they're going to be following a new show. So let's get into it. Here are some of my thoughts on the first episode. Right off the bat, it was kind of giving me Real Housewives of Melbourne, Real Housewives of Vancouver energy in that it was... A little bit kookier and in a location you wouldn't expect and it just had a vibe that was slightly different to the uh, existing American franchises which I think is what made it stand out for me to be honest. The cast is quite interesting already. Um, Jen really is going hard for that kind of perfect Real Housewives archetype you know the glitz and glam, the outfits, the surgery, the kind of being a larger than life character throwing shade at her co-stars. She's been very active on social media particularly in the last week, really going to bat over certain things. Uh, Meredith and Lisa do look very alike. (laughs) But I do find it funny because um, I I get this vibe from Meredith that if Sarah Paulson was to play like a real housewife, that's the one she'd play because they just have this similar look. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me. Obviously, Meredith's son, Brooks, is hilarious and iconic. Like, just had so many standout moments. I just loved Brooks being like, what are you wearing, mom? <laughs> I just thought that was so fun. So Meredith and Lisa, you know, telling them apart was tricky. Jen, sort of jumping ahead for me at the moment. I didn't love her comment about AIDS early on in the episode. I thought I felt a bit ignorant. And she did apologize on social media later on, which I appreciated. Heather is an interesting one. She feels kind of like the point of view character, the relatable one on the show. And, you know, I've said that here before. I think you need that kind of person in the mix on Housewives because there's so much of it that feels so otherworldly. You need someone a little more grounded and she seems to kind of be that person. So we'll see about Heather. Whitney, I, I'm i not not sure where I am with Whitney yet, but I did find it funny that we got the misdirect of her wedding when it was actually a vow renewal. And vow renewals come up on Housewives usually like three or four seasons in. So to open with that felt, felt very interesting to me. And then, of course, we have Mary, who has this whole storyline about being married to her step-grandfather and her beef with Jen. It felt very, like, it felt even weirder than what we were, what was hinted at in the trailer and the promo stuff for this season. So I feel like her storyline is going to be a journey, no matter what it ends up being. It did feel, too, like it has that nice housewives balance of there are existing relationships amongst these characters that we are now privy to, which I think gives us a great starting point for more dramatic stuff to happen like there's just a lack of self-awareness that is key I think when you're in the early stages of Housewives before they realize that they have a brand to protect and all that kind of thing and you know I did get the impression that um they've been filming for a while before this first episode took place in the sense that we saw a flashback to six months ago which was interesting because that to me made me think well maybe they filmed like a sizzle reel or a pilot at that time And then it was clear to me that we had had a few weeks of filming 
before they said this is where we're going to jump in with the first episode which i'm fine with because it's not a strict documentary we're watching you know it is about kind of where the storyline picks off and it did make for a very strong first episode that had a lot of dynamic elements to it i think so if you haven't watched yet give it a go the buzz amongst the fans seems very strong and i think there's lots of great stuff to come on instagram and twitter i asked you for your thoughts on the premiere there were a lot of them so i would recommend you head over to our social media at housewives and me and have a look but here are a few choice comments uh, rue pritchard said on insta i feel like it's got the wealth and glamour of bh the attitude of new york and the small town messiness of potomac and then there's this undercurrent of religion and societal expectations that i don't think we've seen in any other franchise such a brilliant first episode can't wait to see more I would kind of agree with that, although this comment from Dean is very interesting. He said, Mary and Heather are kind of interesting. Mary that son is good TV, saying that the whole thing made me feel really uncomfortable. I don't know if it's because it's so religiously focused or what, but I just felt uncomfortable watching it all. We can never relate to the lives of these women on Housewives shows, but these ladies just seem, I don't know, completely unrelatable. That's interesting because that did come up a few times in the comment section as well, sort of, it is a different vibe. So that I can see where you're coming from. Uh, San Marino said, a few times in my life, I've come across things that are perfect, a manifestation of all that is beautiful and complex. I experienced that feeling during the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. That is hilarious. And Caroline said, I watched it, but not sure yet. However, saying that I will watch episode two. It is a very different feel to other franchises. I don't get a likable feeling from any of the characters. And the religious stuff is not sitting well with me so far, but I'll be a trooper and stick with it. Yeah, it's definitely a different vibe. In terms of religion, there are people from different religious backgrounds in the show, and that's discussed, I think, way more than it usually will be in a Housewives franchise. I guess because when we think of Salt Lake City and Utah, we think of the Mormon religion and what that is or isn't. So that is for sure going to be a factor in all the storylines going forward. Listen, I think check it out if you are, if you need a little pick-me-up during lockdown. You just have to kind of get into it and have a little bit of a laugh with it. Hopefully it'll be a strong season. Heather is doing very well with the fans in the comment section of the post I put up. A lot of people feel that it's a bit like a parody or an SNL sketch, which I kind of get. Like there's one or two moments where I was like, this is like, it's just so ridiculous. Anyway, I'm enjoying it so far. But let's get into our interview for this week. I had so much fun chatting to Davina Divine and Victoria's Secret. Something I didn't do in the interview, which I should set up for you now. The first person you'll hear responding to me is Davina. So that's Davina's mic and Davina's voice you hear first. So you can kind of maybe tell them apart if you don't know them already. Sound quality is a little bit hit or miss just because we had three mics in three different locations recording remotely. So it may be a little bit quiet at times. I've tried to give it a little zhuzh in post. But we've discussed Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Now, obviously, this interview was recorded a few weeks ago, but I think it has lots of fun moments, too. Let's get cracking. This is our chat with Davina and Victoria here on Housewives and Me. My guests today are Dublin drag superstars who together kept a lot of people going through lockdown with their uh, digital drag shows. And between them, have probably played performed in every city in the world on their tours from Sydney to Amsterdam to everywhere in between and of course they are regular stars of the George in Dublin when that's open and they've worked with some of the biggest names in drag and much like me they're podcast divas they together host the amazing and hilarious podcast Petty Little Things I'm very excited to talk to my drag sisters Victoria's Secret and Davina Divine hello ladies hello darling how are you my love <laughs> <laughs> um how are you's how are you two getting on? I mean, 
I personally found it very hard to adjust to not having like nightlife work because it's been a part of my life for 10 years. And I feel like you two really dove headfirst into digital drag. And at the time we're chatting, you've just done a show in the drawers that was aired digitally. You've been doing private gigs and stuff. That sounds raunchy, but I just mean corporate <laughs> stuff. <laughs> how so the money is, like, <laughs> only fans. Um, how has the adjustment to the digital world been? I know it's not, probably not as fun, but you've kept it going. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's rough. Like it's, <laughs> it's really rough. We're very deflated this week, Connor. Like yeah. because we we we've kind of like we put it on, we put on the show, and then me and Victoria have our little chats afterwards where we both basically it's like we're um virtually kind of crying in the shower, you know, like yeah. that. Oh my god, that's a really good like description it of it. But it n- it never happens straight away. It's like twenty four hours later. Yeah, and it's we a go, calm down. I think that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's like it's such an adrenaline rush because we're basically what when we're putting on these digital things like we're like in front of the camera we're planning it all behind we're kind of producing mm. it directing it then we have to get ourselves ready then if there's like number of changes and all that like so there's so much involved that we don't actually realize i was saying to victoria the other day that you don't realize that till it's actually happening and then all of a sudden it's over and it's like yeah Okay, um, yeah. and it's such a—it's like the rug being pulled from under you. It's—it's it's a really weird situation. And we're not kind of moaning because it's great to do it and to stay active and stuff like that. But right. it's just and we're very really, lucky. Like yeah. people have really tuned in, bought mm. tickets, supported mm. us, and most of them have been really, really fun, and we've really enjoyed yeah. them. But some of them, you know, the tech is really hard. None of it us is. are trained in any of this. We've tried to upskill. It can be draining, but it's it's. It is what it is, you know, and we're all stuck in this and we just, we got to do, do drag. relevant. Yeah, that's it as well, you know. Oh, so that's why we're doing it. We miss mm. doing drag. We yeah. want to do drag. We want to connect with people because like lockdown is isolating. Yeah. yeah and I it think, is. It is. I think that's the one thing as well that we've noticed is that the, the one thing that people have really kind of said throughout all of this is that just having something to focus on takes their mind off other stuff. So that's been, that's been a really nice thing that we can give people that. You're, it's the charitable effect. You're such charitable queens. I've always, I've always said that. You know, I am not like Davina will regularly joke about that. I will sell like tickets to something very inappropriate, like in my life. Yeah, she's a business Barbie. <laughs> funerals, funerals will be next. I know it. I just know it. <laughs> right, guys, I booked some season twelve girls to do a funeral tour, and the dates will be on sale tomorrow. Swipe up to pre-book. <laughs> And people fucking would. That's the most annoying thing. <laughs> yes, honey, death drop. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's just saying that the new death drop in, in 2020 is just buffering. Do you know what I mean? That's the yeah. trick everyone's pulling out of the bag. You're both booked and busy drag performers, despite, like, obviously venues not being what they are at the moment. But I know that you're both housewives aficionados, which is why you're here on the podcast today. Oh, like numero yeah. unos. Mm-mm-mm. And I've had good juicy chats of both of you kind of separately, I feel like, about the shows here and there in the dressing rooms or whatever. Um, So I'd love to know from both of you how you got into Housewives, because it's so funny. Everybody comes to it in such a funny way, particularly this year with the Netflix thing and all that. Mm. Yeah, and like I feel like I've been watching Housewives for years, and now mm. I, I get really resentful of people that are like, oh my God, they're starting to talk about it now. I'm like, where were you? Where were you when Taylor <laughs> lost her husband? Where were you? <laughs> like, Literally, you're you not know, the first person to say that to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I get like, I feel like, re- I feel attacked. I feel like, you know, y- you know, oh, you care now? You care now? <laughs> 
Uh, now you want to care? We both love reality TV. So, like, that's kind of the core of it. We've been Big Brother fans. We've mm. watched I'm a Celebrity. Anything that kind of involves, like, reality, we'll watch it. But Housewives... Know? Victoria, do you know what I think it is as well? Though I think it's 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 more than that. I think we're actually just nosy bitches, and I oh, think yeah. I think it's more like if there's like something going on, or there's like somebody's having an argument, we what we'll we'll nearly dislocate our necks trying to have a look. At what's going on. <laughs> it's funny you say that actually because I've said that to people who weren't into the shows or why I liked it. And I actually said the same thing that it's high end people watching. You get to see into people's homes and mm. their lives and try and do the ones and twos and go, well, if they're like that with so-and-so, is that what they're really like? And even when something is a bit more set up, you're like, wait, the way they reacted, would I react like that? Like it is <laughs> like being able to nose around people's business, literally. Yeah. And it's like, and especially, you know, when they kind of, when they do kind of break the fourth wall or where they say, you know, things that they're not supposed to say on camera, when it just goes slightly askew, that's when it's at its best oh i love that term breaking the fourth wall and and it's happening so much at the moment and it's so juicy Mm. what are your thoughts on like we've had at the time we're chatting we've seen that a lot kind of on potomac they break the fourth wall obviously in beverly hills they've done it a lot i mean are there any moments where you've loved it i in secrets revealed in beverly hills there was this weird moment where denise fully was talking to producers like i'm not doing this anymore and i just love seeing those kind of like i know it's like pulling back the curtain they fast yeah Oh, that's the best bit, like, because that's when you, you know that it's like, that's to- that's reality. That's real. Mm-hmm. Like, and also just seeing the producers and things like that. And like, some of them are kind of hot. <laughs> You're like, you don't- <laughs> did you notice that? <laughs> no, I am Potomac is hot. A lot of people are thirsty yeah. for that long. Here, I, I have to admit, yeah. I've never watched any of the Secrets Revealed website or not websites, episodes. Are they good? This year they have been the New York and Beverly Hills ones that just aired. The New York one was just gas. They had all these funny kind of scenes they didn't use. And they did these things where they were like, okay, we're going to show you a scene. We need you to guess what's going to happen. And they would talk you through the four or five options. Uh-huh. And then with Beverly Hills was just kind of funny bits and bobs. Uh, mainly Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo is in the Secrets Revealed. And then this whole mad story about Kyle's ring was stolen and she thought a psychic in los angeles had taken it because she saw it on diane keaton's instagram it's just all these weird bits that wouldn't fit a quote-unquote storyline but are actually much okay, more entertaining it. give it to so me. worth a watch for yeah. sure i'll definitely tune into the new york one I, I started i kind of zoned out halfway through the beverly hills one beverly hills really just i wasn't into it this season so i'm not i wasn't fussed about any secrets i felt like they were reaching you know <laughs> I just I don't need secrets. <laughs> yeah i'm like you keep your secrets <laughs> <laughs> did you get me into housewives Tavina? Um, I can't remember. I think I remember Veda was mad about the housewives and she was watching them yes. for because she used to watch a lot of Emma's T her sister, um Emma lives yes. in, in the States. So she used to kind of like use her Digibox or something so she could watch her cable here in yeah. Ireland. And she was watching all these housewives and she had just mentioned it to me and I was like, Oh, what is this? And then actually it was April Showers had said that um ages ago Housewives of New York was on Netflix, like maybe about oh must have been yes. about, about eight years ago. I watched it on Netflix at that yeah. time. Yeah, and yeah. that was the first one that I watched. I watched um, New York. I watched New York, and I was obsessed, like obsessed. I completely forgot that your memory is so good, Jesus. So it was Netflix. That's I how think, we ended up watching it. I think it was true. April. I think April started. April. You know, April is very. She's like our friend April Shower. She's this bitchy drag queen. She lives in the states now, <laughs> but she had. She's not really into that kind of thing. But she had watched, and she's like, "You need to watch this show. It's called The Real Housewives of New York." And yeah. there's this woman on it called Ramona, and she is. Just 
disgusting <laughs> right <laughs> and she was like she was like you would love it you would love it she's just like a horrible person and then the way she was describing it to me and there's this really like ginger bitch called jill and i was like okay oh <laughs> i remember the way she we were in the car and, and i was like they were and they had a fight over a tennis match do you remember they were playing the tennis yeah match? Yeah, yeah the early days yeah. yeah and i was like i have to just and she goes and ramona has these mad eyes so it's just like <laughs> i need to watch this show so that was how i got into it and then it was yeah. like no looking back then yeah like yeah it's funny yeah it was funny actually it's well a it's funny you mentioned april shares because people who went out in the dublin drag scene for many years will remember april because she was at the time you know she used to be one of the gals and she's you always bring her up on your podcast and i always laugh because it's always like she doesn't listen to this so I, i'm howling that <laughs> any petty little things listeners who've migrated here today they're getting their dose of eight hours and um, but yeah also beta is someone i'm dying to have on soon like mm. i have a laundry list of people i've gossiped with about housewives yeah. to chat about the shows but it's funny there the way you mentioned april <laughs> april said there's this one and she does this because yeah. i find once you watch one you talk about them like they're your neighbors or Absolutely. your friend's friend oh you wouldn't believe what your yeah. one does like that's why <laughs> it's so compelling i think yeah well it, it's just like they're not like ce- celebs as such they're just kind of real people and you say oh my god can you believe if she had said that to me i would have you know like you literally act yeah. like it's the real life situations mostly well, well, especially back then, I really think it was. Now, yeah. like, we were talking the other day, and we were like, oh, is some of this produced or not? And then we realised, we don't care. If yeah. the storyline <laughs> is good, yeah. we're still on for it. Also, um, you mentioned there, Davina, that you didn't, you weren't really feeling Beverly Hills this season. Mm. Like, this has come up a lot when fans talk about the show online, that they're a little bit kind of, like, they've hit the 10-year mark, obviously. Like, what is it that's not working for you? Is it the kind of mix of people, the storylines? Do you know what I think it is? I think when it first started, I think they were just, like, rich socialite ladies. And now it's gone down this kind of, like, Lisa Rinna. Um, they're, they're stars. They're already established actresses and they've worked and I think they're all very much more self-aware whereas I think like random rich wives that are desperate to be famous are just a bit more they'll do a bit more on camera they'll push the envelope whereas I feel like these are all they're very aware of the cameras they're very aware of how things are going to play out and they're just true they're cautious you want someone that's going to be like a literally like a firecracker that's why Brandy got booted off because she was a firecracker in there you know Like, look at Garcelle this season. Like, every inch of a storyline that she was involved in, it felt like she was producing her own storyline. Yeah. It just feels... Yeah, and I like Garcelle. That's true, true. yeah. But it just feels like, it feels safe and it feels... It doesn't feel like something could kick off at any minute, whereas you know that, like, in the likes of, like, Potomac or Atlanta, someone's going to say something that's going to be murder. Whereas you feel like these ladies are very reserved. Whereas if you cut to, like, say, you know someone some rich man's wife who is just desperate actually like that chick who's desperate to be on housewives Therese, Teresa Romer do you have you heard about her no, no tell me more about Teresa Romer so, what city does she want to be on so Teresa Romer is a woman who basically started from the ground up she started doing gyms and she's all she's got her own YouTube channel she was desperate to be famous for years and years and years always trying it and she basically ended up kind of trying to get into reality TV. That wasn't working. Um, and they were going to do either The Real Housewives of Dallas or The Real Housewives of Houston. And she was in the, the top six for The Houston Housewives, but they ended up going with Dallas. So she was pipped to the post again. So now she's famous oh for owning. Yeah, I know. And you, like she's she is like, you, oh my God, she's like a housewife personified. She's like about 
seven foot tall. She's built like a brick house. She's real. She's very striking character, like very, very housewives. Um, I'm and, Googling her now, listeners. Yeah. And if you wanted to play it on home, it's Teresa, uh, T-H-E-R-E-S-A-R-O-E-M-E-R. Oh my God, yes. you're right. She's giving me housewives yes. down. And she was famous for having the world's biggest, most expensive closet. And it got robbed. And they, do you remember it was all over the news in America, like how she was. I can see it here. Yeah. Million dollar closet robbery. <gasps> so there's lots of scandals saying that she basically was sent up because she was trying to be on reality TV and she even had her own fake reality TV show. So someone like her is somebody who you need to throw into the mix. Someone who's nuts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Someone yeah. who wants, really wants to be famous and will do anything to be there. That's what we well, want look to at, Look at season one of uh, Beverly Hills when they were out for dinner um, and was a Camille. Uh, was fighting with Kyle and Lisa Vanderpump was just sitting there being like, what the hell is going on right now? Like, those moments are gone. That was so real. It's funny, I just looked up Teresa Romer's Instagram and it's over 200,000 followers now. Who knows if she bought half them? Who knows anymore? One of the only people I know who's following her is Davina. So (laughs) (laughs) in the homework with Teresa. (laughs) I keep commenting her. I'm like, girl, I just, every so often you'll see a comment from me. You know, I love to, I love to comment celebrities. It's one of my things. I love to DM them and I love to comment. (laughs) I don't care. And I DM'd Teresa and been I like, did. I always say, say, girl, it's going to happen for you. It's coming for you. I've <laughs> <laughs> oh got me a COVID-19 this year. It's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a good find. I hadn't thought of that woman as a cast member. Oh, my God. That's actually, it's funny, Davina, you're doing my work for me today because I did want to ask you both, maybe in the Beverly Hills world, mm. celeb or not celebs, I guess, is there anyone you'd love to see on Housewives? Like, is there any kind of one, maybe oh. it's an established star or just like a Madzer like Teresa? Well, Luma. I have three that I'd love to see. And it's, oh, three? I don't, three? Sorry. <laughs> I think about this a lot. <laughs> Go on. If they're all kind of connected and I'd love to okay. see them. This would be like iconic TV. If you put in... Uh, Heather Locklear, if you put in oh. Pamela Anderson, and Ooh. you put in Nicolette Sheridan, put them all in. Put them Ooh. all in. There would be killings because Pam, Pam and Tommy, uh, Heather Locklear was married to Tommy. Um, oh. Heather Locklear had an affair or something. There was something with Lisa Rinna. Nicolette Sheridan uh, used to be married to Harry Hamlin. Put the three of them in, there would be murder. And Nicolette Sheridan used to, I, I was either married or when I with Aaron Aaron, who's yes, Denise's it. husband. That's it. And obviously the whole Richie Sambora thing came up with yeah. the reunion. So, I mean, I, I think actually when I spoke to Vicky Notaro, we had this combo. I know Heather Locklear's had a rough few years personally, so yeah. maybe she wouldn't be doing telly. But any of those three or all three, I'm so here for it. Yeah, I oh, like, I, I would love them. I, can't I would love to see Kim come back and bring on Kathy full time. Like I heard that she might be a like a friend next season, Kathy Hilton. But mm-hmm. um, that could Kathy, be an interesting dynamic with the three sisters. Let's face it, Kathy's a friend of no one. <laughs> let's face it. <laughs> let's face it. I feel like I'm on Housewives. <laughs> We're in a Housewives scene. Kathy is no one's friend, and then do, 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 dramatic I, music. I'm telling you now. I think I watch way too much Housewives. I think Housewives actually has impacted my life so like intensely. <laughs> we talk like storylines now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what about um, Heather McDonald? Like because she is such a huge fan. But also, no, I don't know. No, no, I don't hard, no, no. no. <laughs> I feel like we're in a production meeting. Like, no, yes. send this to Bravo. <laughs> so, why, um, why are you drawn to Heather Victoria? 
Uh, well, she's such a huge fan of the show for a start, but also she would create some drama. She's got a mad sister. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but like she has a really like big backstory there with her own family. And can I throw in one more amazing person that you will both agree with this? Now, this Go is ahead. a real wild card, but you're both yeah. love this. I think <laughs> just a blast in the past, straight into Beverly Hills. She's just landed from Dublin. Joe Jordan, just stick her in. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> For anyone outside of Ireland listening, Joe was part of Dublin Wise, which is sort of a, an unofficial Irish version of, of Real Housewives that we had here in Ireland. I mean, she was a gas character. Uh, Are you with me, guys? Are you with me? No, no, not at all. <laughs> Come on! Imagine her uh, approaching like Lisa in, in the toilet. Just to, like imagine. <laughs> I can't. Why I in can't. the toilet? Why did you say that? Imagine her in the jacks of Lisa Rinna. <laughs> did, did you watch Dublin Housewives, Connor? I did. I watched both series, and I loved. They did like a. Do you remember the time they had like a show called Midweek, and it was like an evening kind of current affairs show that would air on a Wednesday and. And with Kalef Fitzpatrick, and she would have like kind of guests on. It was usually kind of current affairs, but they would have people who were on Virgin Media TV shows to come on after it aired to, I guess, to drum up interest. And they did effectively what was a Housewives reunion with the cast after one series had aired. And it was just killings. It was oh. Joe Jordan having out with Danielle Mar. I mean, honest to God, it's or, as close as we got to a Real Housewives reunion, basically. That was I know, iconic. I Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. I do love the idea of one of them. I mean, what's her name? Oh my God, she's a proper famous. Claudine Keane lives in a, in Beverly Hills and his friends are Dorit. So like there could be an Irish real house. I, I saw her mother and Robbie Keane in Dorit's house at a party one time and they kept trying to get into the shot. You're <laughs> kidding. I swear to God, they just kept, uh, they kept trying to get into the shot and I was glued. I wasn't even listening to what was going on. PK and Dorit were speaking. I was glued to the background and I could see her mom, Joan, and Robbie just like constantly edging where the cameras were because camera kept turning around and they just kept being there. It was iconic. <laughs> I Maybe it. and you know Dorit's friends with Pip O'Connor, so like honestly, an Irish Real Housewives cast member is not the strangest idea. You're yeah, kidding! I didn't happen. know that old Davina's uh, Davina's old flame, Pip O'Connor. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the story there? Oh no, I know. Uh, me and Pippa used to work together years ago. We used to work in retail before she was uh, a really? before she was a world famous model, and I was a fabulous drag queen. Mm-hmm. She, wow. was a, she was she was a fabulous drag queen, and I was a international model. <laughs> <laughs> really interchangeable roles, to be fair. <laughs> There's been a lot of um, speaking of cast members. Obviously, been a lot of change in Atlanta and New York. We've seen. I mean, Tinsley left mid season, but at least she got a good send off. But on New York, we've lost Dorinda, and we don't have Nini for the next season in Atlanta. How do you feel about those kind of? established cast members leaving like are you like i'm god of it see you later i hated tinsley Tinsley. yeah i was okay okay with her going she and her wonky lashes can go dorinda on the (laughs) other hand i'm really gonna miss her like i want her to make it nice i want her to get too drunk i want her to slur i want her to come for one of the girls i think we're gonna really miss her I think Dorinda will be back though. I think I just feel it in my bones. I feel like Dor- Dorinda is having a moment to herself because I do feel like just watching all the interviews and stuff, I think she was in a bad place. I'm talking like oh, this, yeah. like I know her. But I'm like, like oh no, she was fired. Yeah, I think there was, I think she was, she had originally said that she shouldn't have done it. She was so overwhelmed herself. And I, and I think she definitely shouldn't. It was a bad move, bad season for her. But I, w- I definitely think she will come back because she is the essence of a housewife. She's yeah. great TV. So I do think yeah. she will resurface at some point. Tinsley, 
like shouldn't have I don't think she, she should never have been involved in the first place like I think she's yeah. dreadful well, I, I think her name I think I get why they cast her because there was a period about 10 years ago where she was the mm. New York socialite and from the her story on paper was interesting and she had there were moments where she was great TV because she was still clearly a very messy, broken yeah. person. But uh, you could tell this season, as much as she was kind of likable, you were like, there's nothing going on here. And I actually love that she said, I'm out. Some of them stay on yeah. the whole season. You're like, you should have left halfway. <laughs> I, she failed. I loved her mother. Her mother, I preferred her mother. Yes. Dial more than, <laughs> more than her. Dial. Oh, Tinsley. Oh, why are you crying, Mama? Why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be married and have a baby, Tinsley. And I'm just, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> <laughs> what was the um, lady who was only on for half the season this season in New York called? Elise? Yes, I'd love to yeah. see her. I thought she was great. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I thought what we got of her was quite interesting because she stood up to Ramona a bit, but it seems like that was kind of her only, her only storyline. And apparently she's not coming back next year. And no. she wasn't at the reunion, which I always think is a bit, yeah. of, a, a, bit of a bad sign. Wasn't it weird how they just kind of like control alt deleted Elise? It was just like, she yeah. just didn't, like they didn't even, it was just really weird. I was like, why? Something this, I've never seen, down. I've never seen, I think, I think what went down was I think Ramona said, if she's there, I'm not going to. I'm not going to turn. I think that, I think it came down to literally as simple as that. And the and cast is so small. So did you see yeah. Barbara and Elise teamed up on Instagram? Have you seen that? There was no. Like, no. Yeah, they you were doing my job for me. To me, can do the show from now on. They basically went for lunch and they met up and they were like, um, you know, survivors and you know we're real friends and blah, all this like crazy. It was just basically shading. Um, Luan from show. from last season when Luan turned on Barbara, and then mm-hmm. this season when Ramona turned on Elise. So it's a mad world out there in New York City. I hope There's they bring no in someone women. who's friends with Leah, like some one of her gals to bring in. Yeah, yeah, they've fair. cast some new people. They've they've two women, like they've cast one woman apparently who's filming kind of in a full time role, and another woman who's the sort of friend of role, and they're both kind of I think younger kind of black women who work in New York, and one of whom I think they're saying sort of like, is a broadcaster and has a similar vibe to Leah like age wise so I feel like yeah they need an ally mm. for Leah anyway yeah. so yeah I mean I will miss Dorinda I think the yeah. consensus is like yeah hopefully you can come back soon where are you guys with Nini because Nini is oh, yeah. really one of the most iconic reality TV stars ever but I also think in terms of her day to day what we've had as viewers the last year I've just been like girl you're not re- you're, you're not heart's not in this maybe you do need the break she just I think got a bit too big for her boots I think it's like she just really believed her own hype and I hate when mm-hmm. someone just keeps saying this you know like I made this this is who you know it'd be nothing without me and you're like everybody is replaceable mm-hmm. everybody when you start mm-hmm. thinking like that that you're you're gonna have issues for sure and i think Mm. she is having issues and i think she kind of basically called their bluff and i think it backfired and i think nini's our own worst enemy and i think she's gonna run into a lot of trouble i think you know mounting off and and slandering people and all that kind of stuff i just it's not leaving the door open in a positive way yeah that's exactly (laughs) how i feel because there was a great story on the blog, Tamara Tattles, which is like, you know, just a Housewives recap site, but the writer of it, she has great sources with Atlanta. So often whatever she posts about Atlanta, you're like, okay, well, that's mm. the real tea. And the stuff she was alleging and reporting was basically that Nini was offered an eight episode kind of wrap up arc this coming season and was offered something like three quarters of a million dollars to do it. And she said effectively like, no, I can get more money elsewhere. Ha ha. See you later. 
kicked around, got like one or two bits with E, but I mean, obviously one show she's meant to do, I don't think happened because of COVID. Another was like a remotely films thing. Oh, she apparently came back to Bravo and went, I, I would actually be available for the eight episodes. And like, <laughs> no, no, we actually don't need it now. Yeah. And apparently asked for like 100, over $100,000 to appear at Cynthia's wedding on the show. And they said, no, you're good. So I do think Nini thought oh i'm motherfucking nini links i'm gonna get a check yeah. and i'm like sure you're very famous but you're right it's that it's that slight balance of knowing you're the shit and like owning who you are and being fabulous and a diva in a good way but also being able to just about say on the right side of people because and now you're just you're talking shit about andy cohen you're never yeah, gonna be able to go never. and she fights with like every one of them like she literally like she goes to war with every single one it's one it's one thing having a disagreement or whatever but she literally rips them apart like every single person mm, yeah. she's had issue with and that's the common denominator there is her so yeah, yeah. it's when she's called out on something she can never back it up she just attacks with aggression and it's just right. like i'm sick of seeing that because i love when someone can come back like i was watching clips last night of claudia jordan and her do you remember like claudia could just stand her ground and just would not back down to nini and nini just kept getting aggressive saying get your hand out of my face and you know all this so it was just bravado yeah. but once she was basically called out on it she just walked away she kept walking yeah. away so so i'm sick of that you need yeah. someone to either like you know you need fight not flight I think her story's yeah. done where, say, like somebody like Bethany, at some point she might come back in. And I think people mm. will be happy to see her come back in and she gets the game. Whereas, yeah. like, Nini, I'm kind of done with. I feel like they need something else, some fresh storylines, especially with Atlanta. I'm hoping this season is going to be featuring a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement and yeah. seeing Portia, who was really on the front line of all those protests and was arrested. I hope they really show what really happened. I think they are the, from what I've been reading they're it's not the main focus because obviously it's a, it's a light entertainment show, but they are definitely going to feature Portia's kind of foray into activism, which as you say, she was like tear gas at one point when she protested. She was one of many protesters who got imprisoned because they stood up, they were protesting the murder of Breonna Taylor. And her, obviously her granddad was a really famous American civil rights activist for, yeah. for black lives in the US like decades ago. So I think that's going to be part of her story arc. And to be fair, her and Candy, I've been really impressed with A, how they've negotiated that online and not been afraid to like talk about it publicly, but also they've done stuff like they did a special on race, you know, Candy produced and Portia has been very vocal and went on Watch What Happens Live. Like they've integrated it in a way where it's like, yeah, we actually like these people and their lives in general. So we want to see all the bits mm. and bobs. We want to see glamorous homes and fabulous outfits. But yeah, if they're protesting and they've got shit going on, like, like show that too. So I think it'll be a fun dynamic. The Cynthia wedding thing will be a fun storyline, even if apparently they didn't get to film much of the actual wedding. Uh-oh. Um, Kenya is back, so that's like what's going on with her and the fella. I think, And there's, I think, two new women coming in, apparently. So I have a good feeling about Atlanta. I think it'll be a bit lighter and a bit more energized because they'll can, have to rejig things a wee bit. Can I ask a question now, just what you what you both think? What do you think <clears throat> of Cynthia, Mike Hill situation? <laughs> I, I like them together. Yeah, I like them together. I think he's sexy as hell. I don't. I, I think he's a chancer. <gasps> I'm just going to say that. That makes say that. I just get this weird vibe off him. It just moved off very quick. And mm. I don't think she was fully over all the crap that went on with her before. I just feel that something just doesn't feel right. Like, do you remember the scene last season when the, his daughter, he was writing the book. Do you remember he was writing his kind of tell-all? Yeah. And the mm. daughter was really upset. And, and there's just something a bit... I don't know. I'm just, I'm not feeling it, him. It's tricky because he's quite like, he's, I mean, he's not like 
an A-list celebrity, but mm. he has a broadcasting career and he's used to being in the public eye. And I do think part of why they move so quickly is they're smart enough to be like, well, we need to get this on the show and film it as our yeah. wedding. So right. you're right. I think they're very aware of the media stuff, but I, I, I don't know. I think that's also kind of maybe Cynthia needs someone who's in the spotlight a bit. Yeah. Like, I do like to share it a bit better than Peter, but yeah. like, you're right. You have to be cynical about it because reality TV and, and, and marriages don't always go hand in hand, sadly. And I love a housewife wedding in general. Like, I feel yeah. like they make great episodes, seeing if any of the girls are trying to, like, outstage the bride and all that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I think it. Cynthia, yeah, is, is going to have a storyline for that for sure. Okay. Well, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that, darling. Something I did want to ask you is, obviously, over the years, there have been, like, we mentioned Candy. Candy had a, a big music career before Housewives and still does a lot of music stuff. Erica Jane did music before Housewives. And then lots of the Housewives have decided, now I'm going to be a pop star because I'm on TV. You're both drag performers. You've performed every song going. What are some Housewives hits that you would consider performing, have performed, would like to perform in the future? Ooh. I, I think the Countess could be fun. Yeah. Probably Kenya Moore, Gone with the Wind, fabulous. I have mm-hmm. performed that. How are you? Say. I actually <laughs> yes. have. I actually have performed, performed Gone with the Wind, fabulous. Mind. I think uh, me and Veda, I think to that age ago when it first came out, I didn't know who she was. I didn't watch Atlanta. And Veda kept saying, oh, this song is hilarious. And I was, it, it, the song was hilarious, but I didn't know anything about Housewives at the time. But we ended up doing it as a duet. It actually was kind of, it's a gas song. I remember you seeing you do that once and I was just, I even I at the time knew of the song because of social media, but I didn't really know who Kenya was at the time. Yeah. And I was like, this is like the draggiest song I've ever heard. So <laughs> draggy. But I think like, I used to always in Opium um, play, try and play the Countess before the show. That was yeah. like my, like or feeling Giovanni or whatever. I just think this Countess songs are just so camp. I have to say this season on New York, one of my favorite things was Luann trying to find every single reason to sing happy birthday. All of a sudden, like it'll be someone's birthday <laughs> in the corner and Luan would go happy birthday and you're just like living like she could not sing happy birthday enough for me I think Luan is my favourite housewife I think like really yeah I we me and Victoria actually talked about this didn't we didn't we talk about this yeah we did we actually did a little zoom interview with Adore Delano about housewives recently and uh, we were trying to pick our favourite housewife and you came up with Luan yeah I think I think Luan Luan. I I love Kenya more and I love Luan they yeah, Kenya's great. Kenya's just TV gold, and she's so good at like turning yeah. the screw. And it's funny, I really enjoy Potomac this season, and the Monique Candace thing is very interesting. Mm. But my vibe is, it's like Candace, if you're gonna provoke, provoke like Kenya and stand behind it. Candace doesn't have that Kenya quality of like, yeah, yeah. I said it, and I'll, I'll keep going. Whereas like Kenya's like, I said it, and I'll say it again. Yeah. It's just a slight difference, but Kenya's really fucking good at it. Yeah, really, really good at it. And like uh, uh, the Potomac thing, by the way, I feel like if you're sleeping on Potomac, you're missing out mm-hmm. so much. It's my favorite franchise at the moment and this season is just explosive but candace or monique whose team are you on i'm torn i'm torn i actually in general quite I like, like Monique. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> i feel like karen i'm the peacemaker i'm karen i've brought you here today for a mediation um i in general like monique more and i do think monique was pushed however obviously she should not have gotten physical and i feel like the way she's playing it now both when i watch her and watch what happens live and on the show is very like it's just i feel like she's doesn't have a clear stance on whether she knows she did the wrong thing or not and but then i do feel like candace has been in this confrontational like oh come at me come at me kind of vibe for seasons and so it's like she set this up and now she's I don't know. I feel like both of them need to own up to certain bad behavior. 
So in general, I like Monique, but I don't think she should hit Candace. But also, Candace is like kind of annoying. Is that is that I a bit of a shitty really middle answer? Hard over the last two seasons to not want to reef Candace in some way. But I wouldn't yes. have done it. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. obviously that switch has been like trying to be pushed for so long. Would you call it the bitch switch? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the bitch. <laughs> I do think as well, one thing I appreciate Potomac, like there's loads to love about Potomac because it's entertaining and it does have the old school energy of your housewives where their fame and stuff doesn't get in the way of them being messy and they're more honest, I think. But they've done a really good job of explaining that Monique is stressed in general and she is kind of at her breaking point and it's not so much about Candace as it is other things. And I think that's like, I like that they've gone into that most. I was like, oh, she pulled her hair. Where's this? They're like, here's all the scary buildup of why she feels this way. And she's a woman on the edge. Like it's meanwhile, Candace has been at her for years. Yeah. Like I love that we're getting the whole tea because I think that makes it much more gripping and you're trying to figure out where you stand. Like that's the fun of it to sound in a grim way, you know? And can I ask you, do you think she'll come back next season? Monique, do you think they'll have her back? Yeah. I think it depends how these last two episodes play out and how the reunion plays out. Like when I watched her and watched what happens live and they it was the episode that aired after the big fight kind mm. of happened. Monique was in a very odd place and very defensive. And I'm like, I think you need to be a little bit more come to Jesus yeah. about this. And yeah. mess up. We'll see. I wouldn't mind her coming back. I don't think she's irredeemable versus other times where bad behaviors happened. And I'm like, no, I think that person should be like truly like admonished and punished i do think with monique there could be a redemption arc and i'd yeah. love to I, we don't know how it's going to play out because it does seem to be a lawsuit in the offing and yeah i don't know i'm for now yes but come back to me in yeah. six to eight weeks <laughs> pray for monique pray for monique pray, i will pray for her <laughs> um, what, what do they hold in potomac you know the way like some of them hold diamonds some of them hold like apples what does oh. potomac hold I don't. I want to say champagne, or do they hold anything? That's a good Is question. So, who would you take the champagne glass off, and who would you give it to? I hate Wendy. I'm not feeling her at all. I keep. Oh, I like Wendy so I, I like her when she's in group scenes. I don't care about her family home life. I have no. I just. I keep fast forward when she comes on. I like when she's in Cause and Murder. I just like, you know when Hey You, you just like 30 seconds skip, 30 seconds skip, 30 seconds skip until her <laughs> scene is over. Like, I love when she's in a dynamic. Would you give it to Sharice? No, I'd bring in a new one. Like, I like Wendy. and I'd, I'd make Wendy a friend of. I just, I don't want to see all this new baby, baby feed and crap. I'm not interested. I think the thing with Wendy, I love her in the group scenes and I'm liking her one-on-one scenes to get to know her. But I think the slight disadvantage you'd have... Wendy or anyone going into Potomac right now is everyone else has been there for a lot longer and their yeah. storylines are much more de- developed and there's some really mad stuff happening. So if your home life is a bit humdrum, it's like, can we get to the part where you weigh in on the huge fight? Yeah, like, absolutely. So it just doesn't feel as exciting. So maybe mm-hmm. she'll have a second season like explosion moment because I do think they're setting up stuff with her and her mom and the cultural difference and the daughter of an immigrant like that. And also, to be honest, God knows what's going to happen in America in the next few weeks. Mm. And she's a political commentator, and, so you never know. Yeah, see, that's the thing as well. I like that side of Wendy. I like the, the political commentator side, but I feel like we're mm. not getting that. I feel like we just keep getting yeah. baby in boogie, like, you know, baby in boogie, <laughs> baby, baby close to baby, baby close to breast, eating milk. I'm just like, I don't want to see that. I want to see, like, you know, the mother shouting at Wendy. I want to see Wendy on the TV <laughs> giving, giving it socks. Like, that's what I want to see, you know? She looks yes, like a hard one to fight with, right? I don't think I'd like to be in a fight with her no she she would like decimate you she really yeah. would verbally at least i think she'd be very sharp-tongued in a great way like yeah. i think we're only slowly getting to 
unravel the onion that is Wendy. I'm, I definitely think she has <laughs> promised. But... <laughs> that is Wendy. <laughs> I mean that in a good way, I think. <laughs> Atomic is wild, though, because it's one of the few shows where you re- I mean, I know we're saying, oh, we're not sure about Wendy, but in gen- there's not one real dud where you're like, they bring nothing. Oh, I could get rid of Robin. I'd be okay with Robin leaving. I like Robin a lot, though. I, I yeah. know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, Victoria, but I think she's one of those people. She's a bit like a Cynthia in Atlanta. She kind of, like, meshes the oil and water. Like, mm. but I see what you're saying. Like, she's she's not very... In- but also, if we lose her, we lose one. And can we have a oh, moment for one? So <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd give one. I'd give one. One. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy seeing what Robin's going to do with her hair, actually, because she can't yeah. pull off every hairstyle, but she sometimes she really tries. <laughs> She's very you, girl. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like Robin because. Um, there's, as you say, she's sort of the point of view kind of normal one who joins people together. And there's also something a bit like goofy and a bit like mm. mad about her. She's a bit eccentric. And I just feel yeah. like she's a bit of a character. And, and she, her storylines aren't as crazy dramatic, but you kind of need that like funny one who pops she in and she's a bit like. With the, um, you know, when Monique came over, she really held Monique accountable. And I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And also, I love her lateness. I love like how, how bad a timekeeper <laughs> she is. <laughs> And, like, I don't know why I find it so, like, it, it, it infuriates me because I hate that really bad timekeeping that it would drive me nuts. I always say to people, if you haven't, I jumped on in season three and was able to figure it out straight away. I think you could do season three and then watch, watch, watch and get up to season five where yeah. we are now. And you, you, it's just so fun. Oh, it's or so I entertaining. Always, it's I always say to people, hop on the reunions. If you can't commit to the full season, just hop on the reunions and it kind of skims through everything. So that's a yeah. good yeah. fast track way. Can I just yeah, point out that, like, we haven't spoken about Ashley at all. Oh, uh, yes. Monique has completely eclipsed Ashley's drama. Mm. So for those who haven't seen much of Atomic, like Ashley Darby, a longtime cast member, her husband, Michael, has been accused of like sexually harassing men. He's been caught in hotel rooms with women this season with evidence all over the blogs. They have a kid together. Now she's pregnant by, by him again. She sometimes says he's cheating on me, sometimes says they have an open relationship. It's one of the maddest things I've ever seen in reality TV. Like, I can't take my eyes off it, but I also can't figure out why they willingly let themselves be filmed talking about it. It's wild. She's so cool, calm and collected when these things come out. Two things I love about Ashley. Two things, girl. So there is one that she's always swigging a beer, (laughs) right? Always always (laughs) swigging a beer. Always, like, everyone is always like having a wine or you know a champagne she's always there with a bottle of corona i love that and the other thing she said in this episode which basically just cemented it all for me and she just said girl i am married to a millionaire <laughs> and i just said oh <laughs> and that's why she's allowing all this crap because she is married to a millionaire she knows what's in it for her she's yeah. very clever girl very clever when I heard those two words post nuptial which I've never heard in my life by the way I was like ah I get this now yeah yeah I, I just think she also kind of wants a certain amount of fame like I do think she must enjoy doing the show or the fame or something I don't know it's very it's just <laughs> why would, sometimes I'm like why are you doing like they had you know when she confronts Michael about this alleged infidelity in the photos and the blogs and they do it in a restaurant around people and she's in full glam I'm like yeah. why are you having this private conversation it's and she her logic was I won't be as mad and angry at him if I do it publicly I'm like this is weird well my my thoughts on that 
my thoughts on that was that she was doing that, I think, to humiliate him. I think it was to make him squirm because she knew that that was so embarrassing to her. So I think by having that conversation in public, he couldn't walk away from it. He had to have it. Other people could hear. It's much more humiliating. Good for her. I do want to ask this question, and it's kind of a tricky one because obviously we're in Ireland and our proximity to these people in real life is kind of slim. But I think there's been at least one instance that might fit the brief. Have either of you had a housewives run in and we can include social media in this one if we like no actually no like i would love to i know that um when the housewives came to ireland do you remember the for the oc they were in dublin and i know that they went into brown thomas and a couple of i used to work in bt's back in the day and some of some of the girls I know still work there and and they were kind of doing renovations at the time but the girls went into the bathroom and they were have they were after been drinking in Temple Bar so they were a little bit rambunctious let's just say and they were causing murder and they went to the bathroom but they were basically like the girls that I know had worked there had seen them they fought all the way through the store because they weren't allowed to film and Kelly Dodd just kept screaming at like I think it was Shannon or Tamara they were screaming up the escalator like in front of this was at like Tuesday like 11 o'clock in the morning or like it was early afternoon something like that but I remember that uh, they went into the bathroom kind of to hide because they knew they were causing murder and security came up and were knocking on the door and basically like approached like got them out from the cubicle like basically were escorted off the premises yeah so it was like they didn't show that on tv because they couldn't because they don't film in store you see the front of bt's the side entrance yeah but it was when the renovations on so the logo was actually covered and you saw them go in you heard bits of what you're talking about in the hot mic and then heather famous being like i was asked to leave from the bathroom but obviously as you said there was way more we didn't see so i just love that we know that they were in there like if you've been to brown thomas it's a very nice fancy department store it's not somewhere you would really want to be causing ructions if you could avoid it so i love that kelly Dodd just turned the screw and said i'm just gonna scream here in this here today like hilarious like because I used to, I, like, I would have killed one day. I was like, I didn't work there. I would have like loved to be <laughs> right. You would have come back for a few days. Yeah, I would have worked gig. for free. Freelance. I was not ready to say goodbye to Vicky and Tamara. Like I feel like they left too soon. Yeah, well, Vicky, I feel like left in a bad way with Tamara. I think they thought, okay, like there's apparently she was offered that kind of come back as a friend of for half a season kind of storyline. I mean, honestly, I've only watched the premiere OC and I really don't know if I'll stick with it. And I don't know when this will actually go, probably a few weeks into OC. I don't have a good feeling about it. I like Bronwyn and what she's going through, but I'm almost like, someone do me a Bronwyn 20 minute cut because I'm not watching the whole hour. Oh, I feel that too. Like I actually started the episode and I texted me and I was like, oh, I can't stand Bronwyn. And she goes, no, no, stick with us. At the end was very powerful about alcoholism, like genuine. Yeah. And I'm not just being like, you know, sincere or whatever, like genuine. But this is one of the few times this show has handled this mm. well, because so much of the times booze is so important to housewives. And I love a drunk housewife obviously but like sometimes it's good to have the other flip side but Davina now hang on you're saying you haven't had a housewives run in and I'm doing that thing that interviewers do where they know they want to get information out of you <laughs> you had a birthday run in on oh, social media with someone a birthday run in was that when oh, when I had the cameo yeah oh yeah I well, like, I got I've t- I had two housewife cameos I have one from uh, Countess Luan from a couple of years ago mm-hmm. where um, where she called me hi hi Davine Davines <laughs> <laughs> I remember that so, hi Davine hi. <laughs> your friends want me to tell you to get lit I don't know about that <laughs> like, she was, uh, and she's like don't fall in any bushes uh, so she gave me and I nearly died like that was like when cameo was only kind of happening that was like a couple of years yeah. ago so it wasn't even 
quite well. So I, my mind was blown. And then this year I got uh, a message from Brandy Glanville. <laughs> and her dirty camera lens <laughs> so, so, dirty. so dirty what she said was dirty and the camera yeah. was dirty so I'm not even going to repeat what she said but it was like just nuts and fun but just crazy ramblings and it was I think it was only supposed to be like six, like 40 seconds or something but she went waffling on for like two minutes just talking crazy crap it's like dirty like proper yeah, dirty very like dirty friends. like not something you'd want to be kind of showing your you know your grandparents <laughs> you know what i know it's bad because you've both said yeah it was very dirty and i'm like two drag queens that i know well have just said i wouldn't repeat that you know it's fucking bad. <laughs> you know it wasn't even like it was like whatever it was like dirty she was talking about pussy and shit like that but it was just like it was just it wasn't funny it was just like crude yeah. ramblings so i'm yeah. like i just like if it was funny i'd be like yeah that was that was great but it was just a bit like oh shut up <laughs> you know but i did love the moment of course it was like iconic yeah. It's funny with um, Cameo. I don't know if people know this. So like, I'm sure people have heard of it, but it's basically you pay, you know, a small fee to a star to send like a video message to a friend or someone for birthday, Christmas, whatever. But you can go on the Cameo website and see people's profiles. So like, okay, you want to book Brandy Glanville. But when they post the Cameos people, they put up the most recent videos on the page. So say your video that she did would have been on her page that week, I'm sure. So yeah. you can go and see what they say to people. And like, some of them are very like, hi, this is such and such. Have a great birthday. Your friend Lisa says that you're 32 today. That's so great. Like, and they're very simple. And then someone like Sonia Morgan does like, three minute monologue Stop. and it says here that you, you you've been outside i went outside once and i wore a dress and that dress was green and it's just like they some of them just fully are themselves and yeah. they forget that they're recording it's wild i think though you know sometimes when you turn a camera on some people just go like they literally something just takes over them and other people yeah. are just like get it done and get it over with very professional and slick but some people just lose the run of themselves when a camera goes on <laughs> like and that's what you kind of want in a housewife I almost feel yeah, like exactly. I want to pretend it's my birthday to get a Sonia Morgan cameo now. <laughs> I know. Me and Davina are going to chip in for one when this wraps. We'll, we'll tie it the to your next five The big five oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could get Sonia to do a cameo to promote like a tour or a gig that you're doing. Maybe petty little things and I'm Sonia Morgan. <laughs> Victoria, why don't you book her? We'll do, we'll just do a tour to you. She could do her, um, what was the, the, bur- the boylesque or something? Yeah, what she cab burlesque. Cab burlesque. Yeah. Break on tour. <laughs> Heels of hell tease. She can yeah. be a special guest. You heard it here first. <laughs> that is will be terrifying in fairness. <laughs> Truly. Um, we've talked about cameos and run-ins, but one thing that I'm asking everyone on the show, and I just because I love the visual of it, and yous are such housewives mega fans. I feel like you're gonna have great names. Who you can have you're you're throwing a dinner party tomorrow. Okay. And you can have five real housewives or friends of oh. or husbands, whoever at the party victoria i'll ask you first who's your first guest at a housewives dinner party um, my first is gonna be denise um oh. but with a clause she cannot leave the dinner table until the whole evening is finished um and she has to bring her <laughs> husband for obvious reasons okay all right so that's well that's two people then so you're two guys denise oh, and aaron okay I dessert like that. is a happy ending by the way i hope she's okay with that for aaron <laughs> I wonder who'll be administering that happy ending. Well, that's to be confirmed. <laughs> so, Davina, your first uh, Real Housewives dinner party guest. Oh, my God. It has to be. Um, I, do you know who I think I would ask? I think I'd ask Queen Gina Liano from uh, Melbourne. I think I'd have to have yes. Gina. Judge Gina. Definitely. And, yeah, in all her full glamour, crystals, diamonds, Gina would have to be there because you know that she just wouldn't take any shit. 
Right. And, and I think she's also be, in drag. Yeah, I think it'll be nice to have representation at the table. <laughs> for the drag community. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Davini. You look absolutely yeah. amazing tonight. What, what, what are we cooking? What are we cooking? Okay, Victoria, your next pick. Uh, it is going to be Bethany Frankel. Um, okay. It's kind of a toss-up between Bethany or Jill. I would love to see Jill back in a full-time role anyway. But Mm -hmm. I think it's Bethany because, as Davina said, I'm a bit of a business Barbie. And I'm just thinking about how I can bring up my own skinny girl launch line. But maybe not skinny girl, (laughs) maybe like curvy girl instead. Curvy queen. Yeah. (laughs) Curvy queen. Manly girl. Did you say Randy girl? No, manly girl. (laughs) (laughs) She said Randy. I was like, ooh. (laughs) Um, So you Bethany for the business of voice. Davina, who's next for you? uh, Okay, so I'm trying to think just outside the the box and think, and I I think the other person who I would love to bring would be Athena X from Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, we're going deep in the archives. Yeah, because I think Athena X, you know, she, you I could see her flip it out, you know, like somebody would say something. She's like, you're stupid. She was like, <laughs> I could just see her losing it. And she'd wear something hideous that like somebody would be triggered by. Gina would actually probably like kill her. So oh, I'd like to. Yeah. So I'd like that. Love that. Okay. Australia is really pushing through for Davina today. It, it is. They're all um, my mind. Victoria, who's, who's your third pick for dinner? I'm going to go to New Jersey because... I think as well, that's a season that's slept on and I really enjoy it. Uh, and Teresa, I just need to see that hairline up close, get really <laughs> into it uh, and also hear oh the real tea about prison. All right, Teresa. Davina? Let me see. And I think my last one, I think I'd have to invite back Phaedra. Phaedra Parks. She'd be oh, a good one. Yeah, because you know she just would be like shady as hell and like she'd she'd subtly cause trouble. So I'd Can like Apollo that. come too? Well that was part of my thinking as well. Ooh. <laughs> God, few, so convicts hard. in the mix today. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the hottest house husband, housewife's husband, do you think? Hottest housewife's husband, yeah. if we're gonna ask that question. I think Juan from Potomac, mm-hmm. as we mentioned earlier, Ooh, yeah. is up there. I know it's cliche and I know he's now kind of just a lazy old stoner, but I still really fancy Maurizio. Like, I'm not going to lie. And also, what was it? Who did I talk to about this? I think actually this came up in another interview. Catherine from Beverly Hills, her husband, who's like a a former football player, Donnie or Danny or something. He's he's unreal as well. Oh, God. The, The one that I would love to marry is definitely, what was her name? And he now is like the plastic surgeon. Terry Dubrow? Terry Dubrow, he'd do some good work on you as well. Fair. Do you know, two for one offer. just while I have you there, I, I was watching old episodes of The Swan and Terry Dubrow was on The Swan. He Ooh. was one of the specialists. Just a little throwback oh there. My God. Yeah. From back With Amanda like, Byron was host. She was. And he was like the um, the facial um, specialist. So there you have it. I wonder, does, does Amanda Byron, st- I know she does telly and stuff here and she's a book and stuff now. Does she still live in America? Because I would kind of love to see her on Housewives. That could be gas. I think she's back here full time. And I think she was like flogging some yoga line here recently. Flogging yeah. some yoga yeah. line. Yeah, <laughs> haven't we all? Who amongst us has not tried to flog their <laughs> yoga line? Um, I like our Housewives husbands a little trick there. I want to ask you as well. Obviously, it's like the first thing people see when they watch Housewives is the credits and how ridiculous they are. And the iconic taglines. I'm so curious if you were on Housewives tomorrow, what your taglines would be. Oh, I love this question. I think about this all oh. the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I have three. <laughs> I do have three options. You have Producers three. would probably ask for three, so I can see yeah. why. Okay, go for it. So you can tell me what you think will be more me, okay? So okay. here it goes. I'm the first to turn up the party and always the last to leave. <laughs> right? So right. So that's one, right? My second one is my second one is um life is full of twists and turns, but I will give it to you straight. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> My third and final one is I don't RSVP to the party. I am the party. <laughs> <laughs> They're all very good. I'm leaning towards twists and turns, you give like it to you one? straight, because that's very housewives. Yeah, it is. But I like all three of those. Because that's three seasons. You could do one of those each year, <laughs> to be fair. Well, yeah, they're my three. I think about these all the time. I keep writing them down. Like every time I think of them, they're my top three. <laughs> I've always wanted to do one, like I think for you it would be something like Something around Davina to divine is such a great like. I know. Word. I think that, I might not be perfect, but I am divine. Yeah. Like something like that, you know. I thought about those. You know the way in Kyle, I was like, in Beverly Hills. It always starts with that. I was thinking like, should be something like divine all the time. I am divine. Oh my god, I am divine all the time. Something like something <laughs> say on that. What about yours? I want to yeah. hear yours. Victoria, come on. Uh, mine would be I'm full of secrets, but stab me in the back, and yours will be unleashed. <laughs> that's i love that it's also a bit scary like yeah. don't fuck her it's like okay she's a criminal record <laughs> yeah, i'm talking about prison honey i don't prison honey I and i just you. have one because davina's the most <laughs> connor what yeah, would yours be god well now that i have a podcast i feel like it would should be podcast related like i'll always tell the truth and not just on my podcast like something <laughs> yeah. like kind of like, to be like I have a show. I have a brand. I have a thing going on. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm going to think about this. I'm going to go out for a walk after this and I'm going to have a think about this. So I'm going to text you in. Uh, I'm going to text you a tagline that I think will work really well. <laughs> okay. Those taglines were next level. So I'm very impressed as always. Um, also in Housewives, obviously there's tropes, right? So there's like the packing for trips. There's, there's a whole account, by the way, dedicated to what the Housewives order, which I'm obsessed with. Mm. Like there's all these different things that always, they go back to a lot and are kind of baked into the format. Are there any of those kind of things that you love or particularly enjoy seeing? Uh, I do love seeing what they're eating. And you know what, what I do love? My favourite thing about Housewives in general is someone who comes on the first season and they always just look a bit, they just look a bit scruffy, makeup's a bit crap, yeah. a bit meldy. They come back season two, they've always lost loads of weight, they've probably had a facelift and they look snatched. It's like the, <laughs> it's like the second the second year scrub up. I love that. Have you seen yeah, Marco yes, Joseph's? Have you seen Marco Joseph's? No, I haven't oh, seen her lately. I know she had a facelift at the reunion or something. Last she year. looks. She'd had it done. She looks incredible. Like oh, literally, she looks about twenty years, twenty years younger. She looks amazing. Fair play to her. So yeah, the second year scrub up is my favorite. I love seeing inside their wardrobes. Like, I just want to live inside their wardrobes, see what the setups are like. Uh, what I never want to see again. Smashing plates, smashing anything, anything that involves let's throw stuff against a wall. You know, like in the in the setup way that they're gonna go and release bad energy. Yeah, like I'm so angry. And it's yeah. like they you can see the cogs. It's kinda like Aviva throwing the leg was iconic, but also she clearly had thought about doing that. Whereas totally. when they do it in the moment, like that's when you're like, Oh my god, they did not mean to do that. Like, I do love a drink in the face or a smashed glass. I do love that. But if, it, if it's with rage, not like attention, 
I love second year scrub up as well. That could be a reality show in and of itself. Yeah, second year scrub up. Oh my god! Um, I invest too much in these shows. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen, you've come to the perfect place to invest too much in Real Housewives. To be fair, this is the exact brief of this production, this podcast. Um, oh my I god! There's... Sorry, I just googled um, Margaret Josephs. To me, she looks amazing. Amazing. Like, give me Margaret's <laughs> second year scrub up, third year scrub up, even. I take that. Yeah, she looks really, really good. Like, she, well, she had the face of and stuff, and she talked about it at the reunion. So she's obviously, like, not hiding it. And I also prefer when they kind of say, Yeah, I've had help. This whole, oh, I just, you know, tired and exercise and my metabolism. I'm like, Please, like, come on. It's so obviously, we've had like a bunch of shows air and wrap up all through like lockdown and COVID and it's been a great like escape I think I mean having Beverly Hills in New York was something to look forward to but speaking of looking forward to things what are you next excited about with Housewives are you going to go and deep dive into an old season are you excited for say Salt Lake City to start like all the what are you into and what's coming next for you uh, I'm kind of like I'm I'm on the edge with Salt Lake City like this I'm not really a big fan when they bring religion into it a lot I don't like when when a lot of the franchises talk a lot about religion because I feel like that it I don't know it's just it's not yeah but we've never had the Mormon yeah. storyline like this is I brand know. new but I just and don't it's know a hotbed of religions too mm. I'm I'll give it a go I'll give it a go but it's I'm I would like to be more excited about it but okay I, but I really do want Atlanta back because I do there's something comforting about Atlanta and New York when they're on I just love that's my favorite time. Well, you know, there's a new franchise coming in the UK. Have you oh, heard this? No. Yeah, uh, Jersey? Is Jersey, Jersey. Real Housewives of Jersey. Jersey? Like the island of Jersey? That's yeah. All right. And do you, do you just rewatch any of them or go back? I know some people love going back. Oh, me to too. I, don't like, know. I, I, don't I spend my whole time just watching rolled episodes. And even if I just have it on in the background, I just can't get enough <laughs> of it. I just like wish there was like 40 episodes a season. I'm just like, fill me up. Hook it to my veins. Give it to me 24-7. Before we go, obviously, I'm so glad you took time out of your busy drag schedule to chat to me. But I do, for people maybe who are listening to this and haven't heard of you guys before or want to know more, where can people follow you, get involved? Tell us about the podcast as well. Okay. Um, first off, our podcast is about every single rotten thing that absolutely annoys us. We focus on <laughs> topics that really just irk us. And then we have well, like we some... We do ups- like deep dive on like popcorn, like things that happen happening weekly as well it's not just about us ranting for like an hour and a half <laughs> it's a mix of the two <laughs> yeah it's like that's part of it and then we have some like fabulous friends on and just girly gossip with them yeah you've had great guests nicola cocker and bianca del rio there's been some really fun people because you have like great relationships with like famous queens that you've worked with and people you've kind of known from the, like nicola cocker knew you from the drag shows before dairy girls so uh-huh. it's fun you get a good i think you get a side of people in your interviews that doesn't always come out because you actually kind of know them a bit. It's every two weeks, right? Yeah, every second Thursday, uh, we have a brand new episode. We were, At one point, we are like, will we go weekly? And then we realised, oh God, this is so much work, you know that? Um, and I feel that we have like better gossipy chats when it's every two weeks too. So that's Petty Little Things of the podcast. It's also on Instagram. So it's at, is it at Petty Little Pod? What's the Instagram? At Petty Little Things Pod. Uh, and our website is pettylittlethings.net. And all our Instagram links and all that are on our website as well. Plus, we really want to shift merch. So uh, there's a lot of shot glasses with our branding on them in my apartment. So buy them. <laughs> Victoria, can I do a merch collab with Petty Little Things? Can I do like... Housewives and me, petty little things like a t-shirt or maybe a robe or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Sincere, enthusiastic confirmation. <laughs> you were like, yeah, sure, yeah, okay, yeah, Brad. All right, guys, that was such a laugh. So thank you so much for joining me. Everybody, check out Petty Little Things. It's the podcast. Check out at Davina Devine, at Victoria Secret Dublin on Instagram. As they say on Race Chaser, follow the dolls. Thank you so much for talking to me, ladies. Thank you, darling. Thank you, Connor. Best of luck with the pod. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> there you have it. That is Davina Devine, Victoria Secret, the uh, hosts of the podcast, Petty Little Things, Irish Drag Superstars. Make sure you check them out. Check out the podcast. It will give you that kind of a... Uh, Irish drag vibe that you might have been missing over the last few months. Make sure and follow the dolls on social media and that as well. Speaking of social media, you can get this show on Housewives and Me on both Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much to everybody in Apple Podcasts who's been rating and reviewing the show. At the moment, there are a lot of big TV show podcasts around, particularly Netflix, been like, hey, here's a podcast about the crown. So any kind of help in helping us stand out and play on the playing field with all the big production companies is really helpful as well. So if you can rate a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. Subscribe and never miss an episode. We drop new ones every Tuesday. I will chat to you next week for more Housewives gossip. Until then, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you soon.